You may be seated in the house of the Lord today. I tell you what, I want to again welcome everybody inside Oakton Church. It's good to see I am so blessed today. Uh, We have nine women that are in Branson right now with their husbands, or without their husbands, and and I I thought, well, the husbands come without their wives. And I thought, well, will our numbers be down today because they've got nine families gone? And and man, we look at the crowd here today, and it just blesses me. Uh, Julie's been on or out of town the last couple of weeks, and she keeps our records and our numbers each week. And mom had to cover for her last week, and mom. Uh, gave me a paper that that just blew her mind. She goes, you realize that 500 people could be here every Sunday if they'd come the same day? And I said, Mom, I've been telling you that every week. God is blessing us here at Oakton. God's on the move here, and we give him glory for that. I say to you, though, who are you bringing? Wasn't that a cool video today? Wasn't that a neat video today to remind us who are we bringing into the house of God? Who are we telling about Jesus? I praise God this week because uh, they wanted me to be the fish. But I played the low card on the pole card and said, Joe, you're the low man. You do it. And so he did better than I could. But uh, anyway, uh, I want to praise God for those guys in that video. Uh, Again, that's to to announce our men's prayer uh, group meeting or fishers of men. But guys, that, that message is for us today. Who are we telling about the things of God? Because Jesus is all that's going to matter in our lives and other people's lives. And that's what I wanted to talk about today is that we need to refresh. Uh, You know, when our computer isn't working correctly, uh, I hit the refresh button. And and then it refreshes things and, and then we go on about our business. Sometimes life isn't going the way we like it to go, meaning we're probably not following God like we should, and we need to just hit the refresh button and just say, God, move in my life. And and as the Word said today, He comes in and He moves on our lives. He comes along and He puts me back together. There's nothing better than you, Lord. That's the song that we sang today. You are the only way, Jesus. You're the only one way to God. And that's scriptural. But that's the songs that we sing today. Some of us here today need to hit the refresh button. I know I want to hit the refresh button about every day because this life can be challenging. But we can go in and hit the refresh button and that Holy Spirit will move upon our lives. Today, that's what the Holy Spirit told me to preach on. Uh, January the 5th, God presented a vision for Oakton for 2020. And guys, it's not wrong, it's still on. And I want you to remember today, it's not wrong, it's still on. Yes, give the Lord praise for that. What God has called you to do is not wrong, it's still on. It doesn't matter what this world throws at us. It doesn't matter about the pandemic. It doesn't matter about anything. What God has told us is not wrong, it's still on. And we need to continue to press into Him. When I look at that, that time and when we were uh, uh, hearing the things that God called us to do, man, things have changed since then. You know, uh, God's called us, we're going to get into it later, to pay off the building debt. And now we're in the middle of this pandemic, how are we going to pay off the building debt? God's called us to, to, to seek out a covering for this facility and this body, whether we continue on in the Methodist system or, or get out and do our own thing. But, but God has called us to pursue that. 
And the last thing that God, or the most important thing that God has told us to do is to bring them in. To go save disciples' sin, to tell people about Jesus. And that's the most important thing that God has called us to do as a body. That's the most important thing that God's called us to do as individuals. But a lot of times we say, how? How can we accomplish this with all this stuff going on? Again, I say to you, it's not a wrong vision. It's still on. Jesus is in control. Whenever we presented the sermon back in January the 5th, 2020, God put two scriptures on my heart. And, And man, I went back and I read them scriptures, and they're even more powerful now. The things that God called us to do and the scripture he used to tell us to do it are even more powerful, meaning God knew what was going to happen. God wasn't surprised by anything. God will not be surprised by anything that goes on in your life. It's still on in what he's called us to do. But the first scripture I wanted to review with you today that God called us to do, and again, back then it was our vision for 2020. And so I was looking up scriptures that were 2020. And the Lord is so cool. And the first scripture that I used that God, I believe, gave me by the Holy Spirit was Acts chapter 20, verse 20, as a vision for 2020. And again, the vision is so important because uh, we need the Holy Ghost to show us visions. We need to be able to see what God's called us to do and be able to apply it to our life. Again, that's why we hammered and been pressing the baptism of the Holy Spirit. That's why we've been pressing prayer that we need to press in to the Holy Spirit. That's why we've been pressing the word that we need the word of God and to stand on as we press into the Holy Spirit. And as I shared then that that without my glasses on, this computer screen is blurry to me. But with my glasses on, it's quite clear. And God again shows us that by the Holy Spirit, when we're walking without the Holy Spirit, we can see things, but they may be blurry to us. But with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, things come become quite clear. And that's why the baptism of the Holy Spirit is so important. And I'll keep saying that, that we need to trust and rely on the Holy Spirit. And again, the Holy Spirit gave us these scriptures for 2020. And Acts 20.20 says... You know that nothing has kept me from preaching whatever would help you. Did you get that? Paul said, nothing has kept me from preaching whatever God would tell me to tell you or to help you. I have taught you in public and from house to house. I have told both Jews and Greeks that they must turn away from their sins to God. They must have faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And you say, well, Paul's not going through what we're going through. We got a pandemic going on. We can't go outside. We can't do this. We can't do that. Uh, Church isn't the same. Life isn't the same. My job's not the same. Paul didn't understand what I'm going through. Well, let's see what Paul went through in his lifetime. Paul wrote this scripture after he went through all these things. This is the things he went through from 2 Corinthians 11, 23. I've been in prison more often I have suffered terrible beatings. Again and again, I almost died. Five times the Jews gave me 39 strokes with a whip. How many of you have had 39 strokes with a whip one time? How many of you have even had a stroke of the whip? Maybe when my mom spanked me every once in a while, but not 39 times. 
Three times I was beaten with sticks. Once they tried to kill me by throwing stones at me. Three times I was shipwrecked. I spent a night and day in the open sea. I have on a cruise ship. It's a little different, isn't it? I've had to keep on the move. I've been in danger from rivers. I've been in danger from robbers. I've been in danger from my fellow Jews and in danger from Gentiles. I've been in danger in the city, in the country, and the sea. I've been in danger from people who pretend they were believers. I have worked very hard. Often I have gone without sleep. I have been hungry and thirsty. Often I've gone without food. I have been cold and naked. But Paul's response to these pandemics in his life, to these outbreaks in his life, these attacks of Satan or or whatever you want to call them, he says, I have served the Lord with tears and without pride. I have served him when I greatly was greatly tested. I was tested by evil plans of the Jews and disagreed with me. But nothing kept Paul from preaching. Paul preached the word of God in the public place. He preached the word of God house to house. He, repre- he preached repent and turn to God. And his words in 2 Corinthians 4.18 says, We are afflicted on every way, in every way, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always carrying in the body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be manifested in our bodies. Guys, this pandemic, life, things we're going through should not shake our faith. Actually, it should make us stronger because we see how alive and real God is and we begin to trust in Him more and more. So God didn't tell you what, was, what God told us wasn't wrong. It was alive. It's real. What God's called us to do as a church body to pay off this building, to look for our covering, to go house to house, to, to assert the gospel, that wasn't wrong. It's very alive today. What God's told you to do personally, many of you, God has told you things that he wants to do in your life and you've stopped because the, the way life has come at you. You need to hit the refresh button and allow the Holy Spirit to refresh us and renew us in the calling that God has placed upon our life. Amen? The second scripture we used was we must continue to have faith and believe in God, but it was from 2 Chronicles 20, 20. So 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verses 20 for 2020. And Jehoshaphat stood up and he said, Judah, listen to me. I want to clear things up. The Israel was divided, and they had Judah, and they had Israel. And uh, Jehoshaphat was king over Judah, and Ahab was king over Israel. And they were, being under, they were under attack. They were being persecuted. They were getting hit from all sides. And Judah stood up and said, listen to me, people of Jerusalem. Listen to me. Have faith in the Lord your God. He'll take care of you, have faith in his prophets, then you will have success. We see with these two kings, if you back up and you go back in scriptures, that King Jehoshaphat believed in God, and he believed God was the one that would deliver him. King Ahab over Israel, he disguised himself. 
because he didn't believe God's ways were realistic in the times. He thought everything about God was unrealistic, that God didn't matter, God didn't pertain to his day. And he said, I will disguise myself and go into battle, but you will wear your robes. And this is what the king Ahab had said to Jehoshaphat. I'm going to disguise myself, but, but you, you go ahead and wear the robe, the, the, the presence, the Holy Spirit in your life, but it will go into battle. And as we know, they went into battle, and, and, and the battle was won. But a loose arrow flew out, just a straight arrow, and it hit King Ahab and killed him. He wasn't putting his faith in God. He was putting his faith in himself. He was putting his faith in man. He was putting his faith in those times. I'll just disguise myself, and they won't be able to tell who I am, and I'll be okay. Whereas God said, put on the robe, the presence of God, and go out in my power, and I'll protect you. And guys, that's what we do so many times today, is we disguise ourselves. We try to, to take on the world's ways or we try to do things our ways instead of God's ways. And I believe there's three things that, that hinder our faith as believers. And the reason I think this is these three things people have talked to me about this week. And most of them are outside of this body. But I had a person tell me God is a damning God, a hateful God. And I had to explain to them that that wasn't true. You know, they've allowed this world to tell them that God is hateful, that God is damning. Watch the news. It tells you that. God doesn't work anymore. He's damning. He's judgmental. If you're a Christian, you're damning and judgmental. That's what the world is telling us. And, and that's what the world was telling this person. But that's not true. Actually, it's the opposite. God brings life. Uh, this world's sin is what's damning, not God. John says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I, Jesus, have come to give you life and give it more abundantly. And so we need to remain faithful because God came to save us. God demonstrated his love for us and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. That isn't a damning and hateful God. That is a God of love. God desires that every man and woman would be saved and come into a knowledge of his understanding, an understanding of him. 1 Timothy 2.4 God wants to be a part of our life. God wants to come into our life and give it even more life an abundant life. I was blessed today. I, I heard a rumor floating around here today, and you guys tell me if it's true or not, but I heard A and B were getting married or, or, or engaged. Is that correct? How many know who A and B are? That's Austin. Everybody's raised their hand anyway. That's Austin. And, and who else? Is that true, guys? Is that true? Where are you at? Well, let's give the Lord praise. Yeah. Man, am I seeing things or not? Is that not the new Payne family? Alex and Michaela, they joined us for the first time. They just got married. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Woo. 
when, they, when I get out of that projection, when that light's not hitting me in the eyes, I can see. But usually when I look up, I see stars. So I guess the stars I was seeing was the beautiful people back there, right? But it blessed me today because I see them two go to the altars. And, and I assume that's what they were praying on, over that, God, that you'd be a part of our life. And God does want to bless your life, A and B. He wants to bless it abundantly. And Michaela and guys, you're experiencing that now, aren't you, Alex? They're experiencing the abundant life of marriage because God loves us. Guys, it's a myth. God is not damning or hateful. He's full of love and life, and we're seeing examples of that every day. The other thing I heard this week is God's ways are unrealistic. Uh, King Ahab thought that, and look where it got him. You know, the world thinks that, and is it working out for the world? Is things working out in the world think with that terminology and thinking? Not at all. We need to remember, whenever this life gets overwhelming, we don't understand that God's thoughts are not our thoughts. Neither are our ways God's ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah 55. We need to remember that when we don't understand and we don't see why things aren't working out, that God is still in control. When I was making this very point uh, Friday or whatever day it was, I think it's Thursday or Friday, but it was 7.55 a.m. when I got to this point. And I, the reason I tell you that, guys, is I posted a word Gary Dumb gave exactly at 7.55 to show you again how alive and real the Lord is. When I was studying this and thinking about this and just wrote this scripture down, the, you know how it pops up on your screen, the word from Gary Dumb. And, and this is what he believed the Lord was telling us. And it says, my people know you not that my words stand forever. Do you not know, are you not willing to acknowledge that nothing in heaven and on earth compares to me, meaning God? Did I not create all that you see, all that you hear, all that you experience? Did I not create you and give you all that you have? Surely you are not able to exalt yourself to a position that even remotely compares to me. All of your intellect, all of your great accomplishments, what are they compared with? How do they stand up to the Creator who has supplied all the ingredients for you to use? Nothing that you have done has been created for nothing, nor generated by you from something that did not already exist. So do not let yourself become caught up in false pride of what you are or what things you have done. For nothing, I say, for nothing, I say nothing that you, are, you or others like you or the nations that have been or now or will be have accomplished anything that compares to me and my intellect in creating capabilities. What you have seen, what you see now, what you will see has been orchestrated by me even as I began to create. You would do well to ponder who I am. Yet in all this, I still love you. And that's the world right now. We think we know more than God when we need to hit the refresh button and say, God, you're the only thing that is real and alive in my life. And Father, I need you more than anything. Whenever we get a word from the Lord, it's our job to see if it lines up with the word of God. It's our job to pray and see if it's God speaking to us. 
And you can go read Isaiah chapter 40, verses 1 through 31, that will say exactly what the Holy Spirit is trying to convey through the word he gave Gary Dumb. The next thing I woke up with this morning, and following God's ways, God's ways doesn't bring us peace. And I woke up the opposite. I woke up and the Lord spoke peace. First thing he said to me, peace. And then he, I was thinking about that. Lord, what do you mean here? And knowing that you're in the will of God is what brings you peace. And I got to thinking about that. Whenever I'm not in the will of God, I'm, I'm not very peaceful. But when I am in the will of God, I am very at peace. And, I, and we can talk about peace and a hundred aspects of peace. But, but that's what the Holy Spirit wanted me to speak to somebody today. If you're not at peace, are you living Christ-like? Are you, are you living the way God's called you to do? And I'm not saying we don't make mistakes. I make mistakes all the time. But we repent and stay in the grace and mercy of God. But some of us walk out of that grace and mercy and we continue into a lifestyle that doesn't bring peace. Peace is knowing that I'm in the will of God. Knowing that you're in the will of God and when you obtain that kind of peace, it'll change your life. Well, I'm not done yet. I got up and I hit my daily devotion and I'm two days behind and I hit the button to listen to it and it said this, how to find peace or how to find and keep peace. That was my morning devotion. First thing he said, how to find and keep peace. And he shared an example in 1555, Bishop Nicholas Ridley was burned at the stake in Oxford because of his Christian beliefs. That night before his execution, his brother came in and offered to remain with him in prison, in the prison chamber to assist with comfort and to help bring a little peace. Bishop Ridley declared the offer, or declined the offer and said he would sleep as quietly as ever because he knew that he was in the will of God. And the peace of God would surround him and it was surrounding him. And he went to his death without screaming a word or without crying out in the peace of God. So how do we obtain the peace of God? We seek God wholeheartedly. We obey God wholeheartedly. And we rely on God wholeheartedly. If that's not us today, then we need to hit the refresh button. So this pandemic, as we wrap up today, this life should not deter us, Oakton, from what God has called us to do. But I say to you, what has God called you to do? Nothing should deter you from what God has called you to do. He's in your corner. He's on your side. He's going to give you everything to overcome. So as we say, uh, God, can we pay off the building debt? I believe we can. God told us to pay it off as soon as possible. It will take a miracle. That's correct. Uh, if I remember right, the payoff in January was 471000 and some, and some dollars and cents. But guys, to date, the, the, we have put it down to, and I hit a button and just lost everything, but we put it down to 424641 Almost $46,866 has been paid towards this building during a pandemic. And I promise you guys that we will break the $100,000 mark this year. And I believe that, that, that that's going to happen. But I even take a step further. I believe we can pay it off if we would just trust the Lord. I believe it with all my heart. 
Don't get any clapping over that today, do I? Do we not believe in miracles? Do we not believe that God can do this? We're having a building payoff meeting August the 31st at 6 p.m. And we're going to think of strategies and ways that, that we can do this. And this is coming through the trustees, and they wanted to open it up to different committees. And I thought, let's just open it up to the church. Anybody that wants to come out and strategize and figure out how God is calling us to do this, to pray about it, to seek Him for it, then let's do it. Because Second Chronicles 20.20 says, Believe in the Lord your God. We just need to have faith and trust Him. The second thing is our covering. And, and, and we need to be praying about that. Uh, the, the general conference, we had, we're supposed to be free agents by now. But they canceled the, the conference, and so there was no vote to be able to decide that. And so we're rescheduling that. But free agents means that we get to choose our covering, and we need to be praying about that. That's a pretty cool thing to be free agents and be able to do what God's called us to do. But I remind us today, you know nothing has kept Paul from preaching whatever would help him. I have taught you in public and from house to house. But Paul had that anointing, not from man, not through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised Jesus from the dead. In other words, the anointing, the covering is God, the calling is God. But I still believe that we need a, an earth or a covering also that helps keep us in the right direction. So we need to pray, pray, pray. And I close with the, this scripture that I read in Acts 20, 20. Nothing kept Paul from preaching. He taught in public. He taught house to house. That's our goal, guys. Who are you bringing in? You remember the video from the beginning. Who are you bringing in? Who are you working on? Who are you telling about Jesus Christ? Tonight, Maranatha Manival, Joe and Heather Costley will be giving their testimonies publicly on the square under the little booth or whatever on the north or the west side of the square actually it's on the west side of the square bring your lawn chairs 7 p.m tonight and let's hear what god's put on their hearts let's tell it to the community let's tell it to people next sunday i think kaylee sam lydia and andrew will be sharing their testimonies that god has touched their life on celebration sunday we're going to be taught they're going to be sharing their lives come out and support them we got Hallelujah Night coming up on the square. That's one of our biggest outreaches. How can we touch somebody's life? We have the no November 8th Harvest Dinner, Thanksgiving Day, Thanksgiving Offering. That's when we're going to make a hard push to pay off the building that day and, on, and take up a Thanksgiving offering. But that day, that Harvest Dinner, are we, are we prepared to bring people in and tell them about Jesus Christ? What about house-to-house -house evangelism? We can go house to house. We can electronically share this service every week. You guys could have did what I did today, and you saw them over there playing. I shared the, the video or the, the live feed today. We can share the live feed by just hitting a button to all of our friends and our neighbors. Are we doing that as a church body? Another thing that Lord put on my heart, and this is burning, those that are out there that can't come to church here, we got some watching in Tennessee. We got some watching in Albania, Liberia. We got some watching all over the United States. We got some watching right here in Lamar. Why couldn't you be an Oakton House of Ministry? 
If you're not able to come here, why can't we invite our friends and our neighbors to our homes? Invite them into our homes and sit down on Sunday morning at 10 o'clock and watch Oakton online. That's an opportunity to go house to house, to be a house ministry for the Lord. If you want to be a house church for Oakton, I'm going to be around the church tomorrow. On uh, Today's the 23rd, tomorrow's the 24th. But I'll be here from 12 to 1 o'clock. Call 417-682-2042. And we'll talk about you being a house of Oakton to, to share with us each and every Sunday morning. And I believe God has put this on my heart big time. And guys, if in the body here, if you know anybody that would be open to doing that, that can't come here on Sundays, man, let them know about this. Because that's a way that we can go house to house. We're planning to resume our evangelism outreach. And guys, we're going to do it sooner than later. But we go house to house. We already started, started covering uh, Country Acres in Joplin, Missouri. And we knocked on 20-some homes and led several people to Christ and had lots of contacts, lots of, of good contacts. Uh, when we finish Country Acres, we're going to come to Lamar and we're going to go house to house. Evangelism, old-fashioned style, knocking on doors. Guys, we can go house to house tomorrow. Nothing's keeping you from doing it. How can we spread the goals and the vision that Christ gave us for 2020? If the praise team would come forward, I want to close out the service today. Are you saved today? Have you been water baptized? Have you been filled with the Holy Spirit? Because that's what God desires of his people. Whenever they heard the word of God in Acts chapter 2, they said, what must we do? And that's what Peter told them, to be saved, to be water baptized, and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And this is for all generations to come. That's what God has called us to do. Many of us have lost focus of that in our lives, and we've allowed the world to become more important. And we need to get back to that. We need to hit the refresh button. Personally, if you need to be saved today, let's be saved today. Let Christ come in and touch your heart. If you need to hit the refresh button because you've never been water baptized, it's time to do that. Next week, we're water baptizing people that have been saved the last few months. If you've not been filled with the Holy Spirit, now's the time. But I think a lot of you are like me. We, we listen to these hindering spirits, these things that come against us. The Lord showed me that there's people in this body that's getting their tails whipped because we've cloaked ourselves and not allowed the Holy Spirit to speak through us. I sat in a meeting the other day that I was shaking so bad at the end of it because the junk they were spewing was humanistic junk. And I was literally shaken. And at the very end, I shared my views and my opinion. And it's hard to do. We don't want to do that when we know people don't agree with us. But we need to start sharing who we are in Jesus Christ and quit cloaking ourselves and, 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 and hiding behind a cover because all that's going to do is get us hurt. We, not, we can't allow this world to control us. We need to allow Jesus Christ to control us. We need to allow the Holy Spirit to lead us. And we need to press in. We need to cast down them thoughts that God is damning and hateful when God is love and cares about us more than anybody in this world. We need to cast down them ideals that say God's not realistic anymore. He doesn't matter. God doesn't know what he's doing anymore what i told him that day is you guys are trying to solve a spiritual problem with a physical humanistic way of doing it and it's not going to work 
We need to press into the baptism of the Holy Spirit, to the Holy Spirit, and listen to his guiding. God's ways are alive and real. They do work today, and they will bring you peace. A lot of you have to go to all these different things to bring you peace when only Jesus is going to totally satisfy you. You may find peace in your wife. I've got an excellent wife, and she does bring me peace. But when the rubber hits the road, I trust in Jesus for my total peace. And that's where it comes from. But God has called you. God has called you out in your own lives to do things. He's called you out to step up in your faith. I know you wrote them down in January. We fasted and prayed for a month, and you wrote down things. How are we doing? We wrote down the things, and we, the things, and we talked about the things God called us to do as a body, pay off the building, find a covering, and go tell others. As you heard the message today, how many of us need to hit the refresh button? If you need to hit the refresh button in your life, I want you to slip your hand up. You notice my hand's up? I need to hit the refresh button because this world gets ugly sometimes, and we need to allow him to refresh us. Allow him to move on us. And that's how awesome God is. I don't care what you've done. Man, God will forgive you when you repent. And he will refresh you. He will renew you. He will. God doesn't revoke his callings. So many think, oh, I've messed up. I can't do what God's called me to do. God doesn't revoke his calling. What God's called you to do, he's there waiting for you to do it. And he's there to equip you to accomplish it. So however God is dealing with you today, let's come to these altars. Let's pray and let's seek him and let's allow the Holy Spirit to refresh us today. But you know what? You have not because you ask not. The Bible says, seek and you'll find, knock on the door will be open. So if you need refresh today, you need to ask the Holy Spirit to do it. If you need to be saved today, you need to come forward and say, I need to repent of my sins and be saved. If you need to be water baptized today, you need to step out in all these areas. And if you want to go about God's business and get back into your calling, you just need to say, God, I need that. If you're just needing, you're doing everything, God's with you and guiding you, and you just want a refreshing today, then that's there too. Acts chapter 4 talks about that. The disciples were doing all that God called them to do. Life just got heavy and tough. And they went in and they called upon the Lord and asked the Holy Spirit to refresh them. And that place was shaken, and they were filled with the Holy Spirit again and again and again. God wants to refresh us today. Why? Because he loves us. Let's stand to our feet.